You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hey guys and welcome along to the Content Academy podcast. My name is Paul Caffrey. I am joined by Phil McGrath and this is episode 34. Phil, what's going on? Not a whole lot, my man. Not a whole lot. Uh, good, quiet day today for me. Took a bit of time to myself, played a bit of golf, hung out with the family. Um, so very chilled and relaxed today, I think. And how did we get on? Was it a successful round? No, it really wasn't. I'm not gonna, no. I could lie and say it was, but... Uh, you were digging holes again, were you? I was playing army golf. Go on. Left, right, left, right. Not a whole lot went forward. Well, that's that's uh, that's never going to bode well for a scorecard and a prize. So let's move swiftly on from that. Yep. Um, did you feel that you were maybe lacking a bit of confidence in your in your play today? I think after the front nine, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, this episode might actually help you out somewhat. Uh, we have Lisa Marie Pepe coming on, and she's a confidence and online visibility coach for heart centered women entrepreneurs. So. Um, she shared her experience. She's a business coach, a motivational speaker, also an inspirational author. Uh, and really, we, we didn't focus too much on, on the confidence side of things, but we did focus a bit more on online visibility, which is something, um, no matter what you're, you're focusing on, what your niche is, it's always going to be important. Uh, so any way that we can kind of stand out in the crowd. For anything other than bad golf it is always a plus. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, Phil, what did you make of the show? Yeah, listen, I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, we, we, as you said, we did focus in um, a lot more on the online visibility aspect of uh, Lisa Marie's kind of um, profession t- rather than the confidence side of things. Um, so we kind of looked at, obviously, you know, getting clear on your message. I know we've been over this before with a couple of guests, but in terms of actionable steps as you can do to really sit down and think about what your message should be and connecting the dots as we go through in the show, it's also um a great way of looking at the emotion behind the words, not just the wording itself, which is something we went into, um, and accountability. Um and uh, yeah. the no the no like and trust factor and how Facebook can help you with that. Yeah, we speak a little bit about LinkedIn and visualization and a couple of other topics too. So without further ado, uh, let's uh, get the interview started. Yes, so as I said, we have Lisa Marie Pepe on the line from PositiveTransformation.net. Lisa Marie, how are you? I'm doing quite well today. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And thank you very much for uh, taking the time out to come onto the show and speak to our wonderful wonderful audience, even if I can get those words out. Um, it's great to have you on. Great. Thanks so much. Yes, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be on and to be uh, a guest here and to share my expertise with your audience as well. So I suppose before we get into the show, you might just give our audience who may not be familiar with you um, a bit of background, so kind of where you started and what you're at at the moment. Sure, um, I'd love to. So as you um, heard, my name is Lisa Marie Pepe, and I'm the confidence and online visibility coach for heart-centered women entrepreneurs. And what that means is that I, um, I have my own company, Positive Transformation Life Coaching, and my main focus is in working with online women entrepreneurs to help them to develop rock solid confidence and to become vibrantly visible online. 
So I combine both uh, mindset work around the confidence piece and then actual strategy around the online visibility piece. Um, I've been doing this now full time for approximately two years online and I've had clients in nearly every state in the US and had a few international clients as well. And it's truly what I love to do. It, it really lights me up on the inside out. You know, it's I could do this all day in my sleep. Um, and yeah, started about two years ago and it's now getting, picking up some momentum and things are, things are really moving along. Brilliant. So you haven't looked back. It's uh, been exciting. So by the sounds of it, um, I suppose one thing which a lot of our audience is, is going to be concerned with is, you know, possibly not standing out online or getting lost in the crowd. So um, I suppose if you have any clients, uh, um, you know, how do you help them become, you know, vibrantly visible online? Is, is there any is there any exercises or tips that you do or, or how does that work? Yeah, actually, um, there's several things that, that I do with the clients that I have. Um, once we've broken through the mindset barriers, right, and then they've kind of gotten their confidence back or gotten the confidence at all to begin putting themselves out there online, um, what we do is we craft a message that is very unique to them, right? So they can be an entrepreneur of any kind. Uh, they can be a coach. They can be a life coach. They can be a business coach. They can be, you know, fill in the blank, um, an yeah. online entrepreneur. And what we do is we can put a twist on that. Um, so rather than blending in and being another life coach, um, we play with words. So it may be, you know, a life uh, design strategist. Or, you know, we pick what's very unique for them, what fits yeah. right, what feels right to them. That's definitely number one is to pick a title that it doesn't just blend in. You know, you're not another relationship coach. You're not another, you know, you have to pick something yeah, that's very unique and crafty and creative. Um, so we work around that. We work around picking a tagline that is very unique as well. Um, and as you heard me say in the beginning, you know, I empower and so I tell you what I do, you know, heart-centered women entrepreneurs to develop rock-solid confidence and become vibrantly visible online. So I tell people to pick one or two actions that they absolutely positively know that they can do and that they want to specialize in. And again, we work some magic around that. Um, so people know right away who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Um, it's really, really important. Otherwise, you do just blend in into this overcrowded marketplace, right? Um, you know, Absolutely, where everyone is yeah. vying for the same client. I know, I agree with you there. And I suppose if anything, having that sort of focused message or personal mission statement, it kind of does give you the ability to, I suppose, as your schedule gets more hectic, you get more opportunities and you're kind of doing a lot of stuff you can actually focus and realize, well, no, hang on, what am I actually trying to do? How am I trying to actually help people? And then, you know, does this task, does this, you know, sit in with that? If it does, great, let's keep going. If it doesn't, well, maybe that's something I need to cut out and say no to. So I really exactly. do like that side of things. Um, as regards, I suppose that I assume like that's probably some sort of, you know, it's an exercise, it's a conversation. It's quite challenging. It's quite difficult. And obviously the person has to, you've got to get them to bring that out themselves. You can't just name people. Things are never that easy or, or labeled on as such. Um, 
once that is there, you know, how do you actually get somebody to, to live up to that uh, as opposed to just, you know, leave it sitting there and look at it every so often? Right. That's a great question as well, because you can build and build and build. But if you're not willing to then go out and do, you mm. know, and continue to put yourself out there without fear of rejection, because let's face it, not everyone you speak to is going to hire you. Not everyone you talk to is going to say, yes, sign me up for your newsletter or sign me up. I need to have what you're offering. Um, but I do teach women that they need to show up online consistently. Um, it is not a once in a while kind of thing where you drop in, you know, into a Facebook group or on a Facebook page or anywhere online for that matter. It doesn't matter if you're working off of Twitter or Instagram or, you know, any one of them, LinkedIn, you can't show up once in a while and expect to build the like, know, and trust factor. It simply doesn't work that way. Um, the same way that we we see uh, TV commercials over and over and over again, it's because the people behind that want us to develop that like, know, and trust factor. And it's not going to happen on one take. It's not going to happen on two. It has to be done consistently every single day. You know, not not every hour of the day. Don't you know? Yeah. I don't want to oh, overwhelm yeah. people. You know, that you can be very strategic about what you do, about where you choose to engage with your ideal audience, but you've got to be uh, consistent. And we, with my clients, because you did ask about how do I get them to actually take action um, in doing that, and it's really about accountability. Um, if they're not feeling confident enough or they're not feeling comfortable enough, we may, we may do a little bit of role playing um, beforehand you know, and we can kind of walk through the steps together. Um, you know, and of course, my clients have my support every step of the way. <laughs> um, you know, they can always message me and stuff if they're having difficulty. But I tell them, you've got to just put something out there. And you can tweak as you go. But once you really hone in on what it is that you're going to do for people, you've got to stick with that for some time to even see if it's going to work. Yeah, and I, I mean, feel like that's yeah yeah no, i was gonna say sorry for jumping in but i totally agree yeah, with no. that point um and even you know i always take christmas time and and new year's as a as a way to take a break kind of refocus recalibrate mm -hmm. for the coming year um and i suppose the two things which i decided to focus on for the year of 2016 um was number one you know being consistent so being consistent in what i do uh, and having that running through you know various parts of my life not just uh, necessarily online business mm -hmm. and the second piece um, was I may have these, you know, I've got these fitness goals, I've got business goals, uh, a whole lot of stuff, you know, that I want to realize. Um, and it's simply just measuring how I'm getting on. So measurement, so tracking it, you know, looking at it on, yeah. you know, maybe tracking on a daily basis, looking at things on a weekly basis. Um, but they're two things which will ultimately help you move towards your goals that I think a lot of people could uh, employ in very much the consistency point. Absolutely. Uh, and then also, you know, measuring it. And, and that can be a nice way because you might not reach that goal. Uh, but however, if you can see that you are improving and improving, it can help get you through those tough days as such. Um, so I suppose if I'm in a position then and you know I've, I've figured out my message I've kind of you know I've, I've got my you know my new my new title my new mission personal mission statement and tagline sorry to interject um, Paul 
And just yeah. before, because oh, I know I know you're going to just slightly move off. I think I even know where you're going with it. We've been doing this this long. But Lisa Marie, just in terms of having your clients who come to you with a message, maybe the message isn't quite right or it just isn't quite clear enough. Are there any exercises that you do with your clients to help them define that better? Yeah, I'd actually, um, yeah, I would say a nine out of 10 times, if someone doesn't have clarity around that, we will do a visualization exercise where I'll actually ask them, you know, during our session to close their eyes and to simply envision what it is that they want most um, and what it is that they love most, right? So what can they see themselves doing? And I say to them, and I'm typing as they're speaking to me, and I say, just throw out words right now. We'll connect the dots later. And that's been really powerful for um, several of the women that I've worked with. It's sort of this stream of consciousness, right? So anything that's sort of coming up to them while they're in that state of relaxation and feeling where their their you know their their power is and feeling where their authenticity is and feeling what really lights their soul on fire. You know, I always speak about that. That's your zone of genius. That's where you need to be staying and playing with, right? So yeah. um and while that happens, I will I'll literally just take notes, jot it all down. And we may have 30, you know, 30 words by the end of the five minutes, we may have 10 words, it doesn't matter, but then we can connect the dots afterward. Um, And that's a really great exercise that anyone can do. You know, if you're really stuck on a mission statement or stuck on a niche or something like that, you know, close your eyes and do some visualization and just allow words and thoughts to pop up. Don't judge them, just write them down as they come up and connect your dots later. That's been a really powerful exercise. Yeah, and just the reason I ask is just for any of our listeners out there who may be struggling to get kind of mm-hmm. super clear on their message and, and what the way they want to uh, go forward with it, just in terms of how they can kind of progress and look at that. So I, I like that exercise to be able to just, just switch off to an extent and, and relax mm-hmm. and be able to go through your mindset and what you want to achieve and where you want to go and how you want to help people. And then, as you say, worry about connecting the dots and then the message, mm-hmm. the, how you're going to kind of display that message and the wording around that message afterwards. And in terms of wording it and, and obviously putting in pen to paper and having a clear message for not only you to look back on to remind yourself of why you're on this this kind of journey but also to to get that out to your audience are there any is, is there any advice you would give our audience in terms of ways they can do that without it being too long-winded and wordy a bit like this question i suppose <laughs> <laughs> so the question is what what can i advise them to do to come up with the the words or how to connect the dots well it's more around the uh, having the words there so that it's not i mean when when i assume as you're saying when you're going through that exercise you may have a lot of words on the page there are some that are more important to them than others that they may want to include within their mission statement but is there a Mm -hmm. way of breaking them down so that it's super clear to anyone looking from the outside exactly what you're doing Yeah, absolutely. Um, What I would then do, and I've done, there's two things that you can do once you've done that exercise and you've got your list of things that you feel, you know, just really um, good about, right? Things that just resonate with you as a person and as a human, you know, as your soul, you know, things that resonate with you. You can do two things. You can assign um, an emotion that comes up when you think of the word. 
right? So let's say one of the words is, I don't know, I'm just going to throw it out there, um, creator, right? That's a title that someone may use, okay? If you're an artist or a designer or a musician, you may call yourself a creator of things, right? So throw out the word creator, and then I want them to then visualize or even feel, what does it feel like when you hear the word creator? But I would take that a step further and say, put out a few of those words to your possible ideal market, right? To your possible clients and ask them, what emotions do they feel come up when they see those words? How do they feel? How do they respond? How does their body feel? What does their mind tell them? Um, that can be very, very powerful. And then you can use others' feedback as well as your own, but others' feedback as well to then craft a message that's going to speak to them directly. Yeah, and it, it, that's a great exercise. Quite often, obviously, as content creators, we focus on the words and their meanings and obviously dictionary definitions almost. But yet okay. the, the feeling of words and, and the emotion behind those words sometimes gets lost and people don't consider the emotive reasons for how we write things, the way we display things. And I really, really like the idea of doing that and having that. It's not just what the words mean. It's what the words say to you. Yeah. I really, absolutely very, that's great and even for anyone listening at home who's looking to get clearer on their message it's a great piece of advice in terms of having a message that obviously speaks to your prospective audience not just talks to them so i really really right if we move it on from there um paul do you want to jump back in now or will i just keep going because i didn't well, cut across <laughs> you <laughs> no i'll tell you what continue continue with the flow uh, and we'll we'll see where we go so i I've got my message. We've done our exercise. I have a very emotive message that I feel is going to resonate very clearly with my audience. And the one thing you were saying about being consistent now and showing up with that message in terms of doing that, what are some action steps that we can really from the start, get out there and portray that message and really push it? Yeah. So action steps in terms of um, what you just asked, they're, they're fairly straightforward. And I think what happens is so many people get overwhelmed by social media. Um, and in general, they just feel like, oh, my God, it means I have to be in all places at all times. And you don't have to be in all places at all times. I tell people this. If you're going to be on Facebook, you've got to have a Facebook business page. Some people will say no. I say yes, wholeheartedly. You've got to create one. Um, I agree it's with not you, absolutely. Difficult. Right, not that difficult to create one. However, if you're new to it, um, definitely find someone that can create it for you. Okay, it is. It, there's so much power behind it um, and so many ways that you can use that as your platform. Um, so that's number one. If you don't have a Facebook page, build one or find someone to teach you to build one or have it built for you. Um, number two, pick maybe four to five max groups, Facebook groups, okay, that you want to engage in, okay? So if you jump on and you're in 120 groups, it's way overwhelming, okay? Um, I myself am in a ton of groups. I'm really only active in about five, okay? And so what you do is you don't necessarily introduce yourself right away, right? As this person with this title and this expertise. Yeah. 
what you do as you're building your like, know, and trust factor is first you just start to engage with people. Just engage. You know, go in if someone posts something and just hit like. Let's say, you know, you just hit the like button and you say, hey, that was a great uh, quote. You know, I really enjoyed reading it. You want to start engaging in conversation just as much as if you were out at a local coffee shop and you were just getting to know people that were out and about and you wanted to make friends, right? You have to do that in an online space too. You've got to start engaging in any capacity. Ask a question, respond to a question, maybe put up a, you know, a funny picture of some kind to get, you know, sort of feedback on that. Um, and then... Once you've done that consistently and people start to recognize you and your name, right, then you can go in and start to perhaps offer some value, you know, offer some support, offer some words of wisdom, use your zone of genius, whatever it is that you are, and begin sort of in very short spurts, you know, put that out in, in the groups. And if you can, and I always teach people this, do it on your Facebook page first and then share from the page to a group. It is that much more powerful to raise your organic reach on your Facebook page when you do it that way. You can do it any which way you want. No way is wrong. But when you share from your page, you definitely get a higher um, organic reach from that. Yeah, and that makes complete sense. Yeah, and that's why so, Sorry to cut across you. It's so simple, but just people don't seem to to realize that these small little acts can make a huge difference to your visibility, your brand, and also the the viral viral. viral I can't even speak today. <laughs> virality of your uh, your articles, your posts, and everything else that you can. It's Absolutely. giving some, it's, it's almost like a call to action without a call to action, but curiosity killed exactly. the cat by having that link in there to your Facebook page. People are naturally going to be curious as to, well, that was a good piece of information or I really like that. Who is this person? And you're giving exactly. them an outlet without going in and saying, hey, I am this, that and the other. Come check out my page because people just won't bother. Yeah, and they have a great chance right. to like as well. When they're there, you've given them that bit of value. That that peak state is when they're most likely to go, oh, you know what, I'm going to follow this person, you know. Um, uh-huh. So that's that's very, very cool. Um, as regards, I suppose, you know, having the, the conversation uh, in the groups as such, um, I mean, would you kind of say just check in kind of once a day on the groups that you're active in or, or would you do it, you know, more or less or what's your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I you know, in all honesty, I would say check in on each of the groups that you're following and each of the groups that you're really trying to build your rapport in. I would say once per day is the minimum, but you may do it twice a day. Let's say you do it in the morning and then you do it again, you know, early evening, let's say. Um, You know, optimally, you may want to check in maybe two or three times a day, but if you can't, that's okay but make sure you're there at least one time per day. And the other thing too, and I just want to add this, if you're going to ask a question or you're going to ask someone to comment on something, you can't put it out there and then run away and not respond back to it. That's, that's a big issue that I see a lot of um, online entrepreneurs 
um, I should say one of the big sort of, um, you know, downfalls that I see a lot of online entrepreneurs making is that they like to post and run. (laughs) And you can't post and run because, again, you're trying to build relationships. You're trying to build rapport. You're trying to build. So it's like just as if you were out in public, you wouldn't ask a question to a stranger and then run away and not wait for them to respond or not wait for them to give you the response to your question. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you'd, you'd say thanks. You'd have a little bit of conversation. And yeah, I mean, that's what's going to get a conversation going. And, and ultimately, okay, you might be looking for a piece of advice, but you know, possibly building a connection or a relationship that that'd be so much stronger than any piece of advice or tip that you're going to get in a group so i absolutely see it because that's the real reason we're there to help people out and to build you know relationships and connections um the advice piece that's kind of the mechanism that's kind of the how um so i do like that um what about is there is there any other um you know social media platforms that people can use to you know, to become more visible or, or to network in your experience? Or, or is there any that are working well at the moment for your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are, there. I mean, there's a number of, uh, you know, different platforms people can use. If, if you're, you know, nothing, nothing beats the power of live, you know, live streaming and live video feed because people really feel like they're right there with you in the moment. Um, and people can accomplish that either by using Periscope or by using Facebook Live, which is now, I believe, available to everyone. I, I'm not certain, 100% certain on that, but I do believe Facebook Live has made its way to uh, most folks. If you're not comfortable using that modality, though, it doesn't mean you can't be successful and you can't be visible online. Um, again, I would say pick two, three tops, different social media platforms that you want to be visible on. Um, Right now for myself, I'm, you know, Facebook in and out. I mean, just because it's so worldwide, you know, there's over a billion people on there. It's like just Facebook for me works really well. But second to that, I've done really well on LinkedIn and I've had clients do really, really well on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, um, you know, and I myself, I also enjoy, um, I enjoy Twitter and I do enjoy Instagram. Um, you know, Instagram has a lot to do with hashtags and I love creating um, hashtags around the posts that I create and that is a way to build an online presence because you can hashtag literally yourself or if you are, let's say, you know, the, the food guru or something, you know, I'm just making something up. You can hashtag that. And every single time you put out a post on Instagram, you've got that hashtag in there, the food guru, people are going to search the food guru if they see it enough and your profile is going to be right there. So, you know, depending on, you know, where you're, what service you, you know, you're offering or what types of products you're offering, you may want to do a little bit of research, but I mean, with the way social media is, there's no reason why you can't be visible. 
Yeah, right? no, I'd agree with so much. I mean, there's yeah. so much there. Even if we, I suppose, jump back on on the hashtags piece, and um, I suppose myself and Phil, we we spoke about that, you know, probably a couple of months ago on another show. But um, I mean, even like the the body coach, successful online fitness entrepreneur, you know, he's gone global. A hashtag, you know, lean in fifteen. All of a sudden people were making healthy meals and then they started tagging it and tagging him and it just became, became monstrous, you know, so, and, and it really led yeah. to him building a huge business, which was fantastic. But the, the question I have for you is we haven't really spoke about LinkedIn. So the fact you mentioned you've, you've had success on that is very, very interesting to me. Um, you know, what, what have you, what have you done to make yourself successful on that platform? Yeah. So um, that's a great question and I'm happy to address it. You know, LinkedIn has made some very significant uh, changes in, in recent months. And it used to be where you went and you sort of created a profile only as like a professional resume, right? It was, mm. it was for professional yeah. folks who only went on there. Just yeah, handled by recruiters. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But what's happened as a result is they've made a lot of features um, available. So for example, you do have, um, I, I don't want to call it instant messaging, but you have private messaging right within LinkedIn. So if yeah. someone connects with you, you can send a message to them right away. It'll go to their LinkedIn inbox, but you can say, Hey, thanks so much for connecting with me. Here's a little bit about what I do. Uh, would love to connect with you and learn about what you do. Okay, so you're making that that connection, right? You're not selling anything. Yeah. You're not saying, hey, buy this or do this. You're making a connection. The other thing that you can do, and this is fabulous, you can now post and use LinkedIn as a space where you put blogs or very relevant information. Let's say you write a very valuable article that's got steps to, you know, increase, organic reach right or something like that on facebook yeah you can create a post which then will come up in a linkedin news feed to the people that are following you and that was never the case right so this happened when linkedin came out with what's called pulse it's sort of like an app for linkedin yeah where you can scroll through and you can see what's going on with your um, you know, with the people you are connected to. And that's a very powerful way. So I blog, but I, I don't only share my link from my blog onto my LinkedIn, you know, timeline. I also share that as an actual post. So people see it, you can tag it with certain, uh, you know, tags that help people to identify with it. So my posts are always tagged with you know, coaching and, uh, you know, mentorship, for example. Um, they're tagged with uh, inspiration, self-help, you know, things like that, that I know th those are the things I want to be known for, right? So I want to tag my posts. Um, another thing that's really powerful with LinkedIn, and again, this is on new, new features that I have found within like the last six months to a year or so. When you're connected to people, when you go in and you look at your LinkedIn feed um, from, uh, from a smartphone, I feel like some things are just done easier on a smartphone, ironically. But if you're on your LinkedIn uh, app, right, from your smartphone, yeah. when you go in, it's going to show you 
updates from your connections. So when I go in there, it'll say so-and-so is celebrating five years at and whatever company they're at. And it'll say underneath, say congrats to them now. You literally push one button. Yeah, I think you hit okay or accept or something. And you literally are taken immediately into that person's LinkedIn inbox. And there's already a pre-crafted message to send to them. It will literally say, congratulations on the anniversary. Hope all is well. And you just hit send. Now you have the option to go in and edit that message and you can be very, very specific and you can address the person by name and you can say, you know, so happy to see that you've made it five years at such and such, would love to connect with you, et cetera, et cetera. But if you don't have time to do that, you just hit send. And it allows people to stay connected. They know what's going on. They know when you have a work anniversary. They know when you've gotten a promotion. They know when you've just celebrated something. And it's pretty powerful to keep that kind of in a personal connection on what was once considered just a business social media platform. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. And I suppose it kind of gives you the option or, or the opportunity really to to actually reach out and say hello to somebody that you haven't spoke to in a while yeah. because God knows we kind of go too long without speaking to people. Uh, and I, I suppose, agree. you know, as you say, you know, you don't want to be um, reaching out and trying to, you know, sell all the time. And I mean, interestingly, I've published a number of articles on Pulse as well. And I suppose what I've kind of seen is that um, although the you know there's obviously that initial spike when you publish anything, um, but you know uh -huh. certain certain articles they kind of just get a steady flow, not massive, you know maybe you know fifteen or twenty views a day, but still it's you know twelve months later and um, a couple of articles in particular are still you know being read or popping up or being found. So again, it's a, it's another way to um, to reach people as such. Um, so I do I do like that and. I guess what you probably, um, it is another way of kind of, you know, showing yourself as being an expert in a field or, you know, getting recognized as well. So um, I suppose the advantage you probably also see is that, you know, people who have a LinkedIn profile, they're there for business reasons primarily. So if your services right. actually meet up with what they need, um, well, you know, all, you're onto something already except people are doing business there. Um, I know we are running tight for time. I can see the, the, you know, the time we're counting down as such. Um, Phil, have you any questions that you would like to, you know, ask? I know you obviously have a couple of difficult ones towards the end of the show. <laughs> I do have one or two in my back pocket. And just on the LinkedIn aspect, and just as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about it. With the ability, obviously, to make connections on LinkedIn, as with any other social media site, but more so with LinkedIn, do you think it's okay for people who are trying to build brand visibility to reach out to people that they think may be clients, not necessarily from a point of view of someone you already know, but looking at somebody's professional um, profile and thinking, that's the type of client I would like, I'm going to reach out and introduce myself. Yes, I think it is 100% acceptable. Um, in fact, I would say, you know, at least probably 75% of the time, that's how I get messages in my LinkedIn inbox. Um, again, it's not overly salesy because that just doesn't come across as nice in any capacity. Mm. But the person will say, hey, you know, it's wonderful to connect with you. I, I was looking at your profile and I saw that you did X, Y, and Z. 
um, I just want you to know these are the types of services I offer, and I do work with people who are just like you. If I could ever be of any service, uh, please let me know, or they may give a link to schedule a, you know, a free chat or something like that. I do think it's okay to do it on LinkedIn. Um, you you don't necessarily, because you're not really engaging in, in these larger, there are groups on LinkedIn, but they're slightly different than the way Facebook works. So I do think it's okay to do that in a professional way. And if you don't hear from the person, then that's okay too, you know, move on. But certainly you, there's no harm in just trying and, 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 you know, introducing yourself as the professional that you are on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I was just wondering, is it something that will be seen as spammy um, or is it acceptable within the platform to be able to yeah, do that? Yeah, I think you've um, you've got so many kind of invitations that you can use to reach out and then you can, there's mm -hmm. a couple of paid versions that you can use, which then give you the links, the in-mails, they call it, where you can make that approach as such. So um, it is accepted, I guess, but I suppose the key thing is you want to be offering some sort of value or, you know, having something a little bit more productive than just kind of, you know, asking for something straight away, which obviously goes without saying, but I feel it still needs to be said because <laughs> I still get junk in my LinkedIn inbox every other day. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, this is the question, Lisa Marie, that I ask all of our guests without fail. And uh, I'm going to put it to you right now. In terms of everything you've learned over the last uh, two years that you've been doing this full time, is there one thing that you wish you knew when you started? One major kind of aha moment that you, you know what? I just wish I knew this at the start. Hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. There, There is one thing that I wish I had known right from the start. And that was, I would have hired my coach much earlier, right from the start, because it was only when I invested in myself and in my business that I started to see monumental breakthrough. And that's not to say that that has to be the case for every single person. Um, for me, it was. For me, I started this all on my own <clears throat> without really any previous knowledge of being an online entrepreneur. Um, <clears throat> and I sort of spun my wheels for a long time until I figured it out on my own. And then I started to work with my coach. And I'll be darned, it was within like two months of working with her. And I had more visibility, more. Um, you know, success, you know, both, you know, just visibility and, and monetary success within those short two months of working with someone who knew exactly how to do the things I knew I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to do them. Um, it, it, it was a, it was a total game changer for me. And, you know, had I known then, I probably would have done it earlier. But in hindsight, I guess everything fell into place the way it should have. But that's yeah, cool. I'd say if you can, definitely, you know, reach out to someone who is who is skilled at these things. And, you know, yes, be careful about who you trust and all of that. But don't be afraid to take a risk to invest in yourself and your business. Yeah, I love it. Um, very, 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 very simple, but very, very effective. And it kind of goes back to an interview we did with uh, Katia Sarmiento um, a 
episode 24 i think or 25 in around that and one of the, the aspect of that show was very much don't worry about the tech worry about your why there's always someone out there who can show you how once you understand why mm-hmm. that's all that really matters and again something similar along those lines and investing in yourself if you won't inv- it won't take the time and indeed the money in some cases to invest in yourself how can you expect mm-hmm. someone else to invest their time and their money in you so again absolutely that's that's why i really like that and uh definitely something for our people at home to take note of and just kind of think about a little bit longer but that's the difficult one out of the way that i always like to ask all of our guests so i'm fresh out of uh, questions at the moment paul yeah no i'm done as well and i can see the clock is beating us as well so we've probably got there just on time excellent stuff lisa marie before i let you go where can our audience reach out to you um, and say thank you very much for all the wonderful knowledge you've given them today well, first off, thank you both uh, for having me. It was a pleasure, and I always enjoy these uh, off-the-cuff kind of uh, chats. You know, nothing, nothing scripted. I love to have just such a, a vibrant discussion, and never know where it's going to go. So, thank you so much for that opportunity. Um, if anyone does want to reach out to me, you can find me on my website, which is www.positivetransformation.com net. Um, You can also look me up on Facebook. You can put in my full name, Lisa Marie Pepe. The last name is P-E-P-E. And from there, you will be able to connect with me on my profile, on my page, in my group, um, which are then all linked to my other social media profiles. Uh, So yeah, I look forward to, you know, uh, meeting and discussing um, any of the things we've talked about today. Excellent stuff. And I'll make sure to have links to all of those in today's show notes, folks. So don't worry about that. You can head over to the show notes page and get a hold of all those links. And uh, I would encourage anybody who's very much interested in what Lisa Marie is up to, to check out her Facebook group. I believe it is absolutely awesome. And there is plenty of engagement. And obviously, as you said yourself, it's all about being in there and engaging. And I know you're very, very active within that. So for anyone interested, do go ahead and check that out. There's a link in the show notes page. Lisa Marie, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you very much for coming onto the show. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. You have a wonderful evening and uh, enjoy the rest of the night. And that was Lisa Marie Pepe from positivetransformation.net. And I suppose there was a lot more actionable information in that than you possibly might have been expecting, Phil. Well, there was indeed. Um, That's kind of what we're looking for, trying to push our guests to give us a lot more actionable that you guys at home can can sit down and work through and get some results from these shows so hopefully not only are they entertaining but they're also educational oh look at that (laughs) there was uh, a couple of things that i did like you know um crafting your unique message uh was was one obviously that's something that's kind of overlooked from time to time um and then also you know putting yourself out there but showing up consistently you know consistently standing by that you know that unique message or that brand that you're building for yourself. I think that that's quite important because consistency, I would say is nearly more important for success, even more than say, you know, talent or skill, because without that, you're, you're definitely not going anywhere. Consistency. Sometimes you can make it uh, and even make your own look. So, um, that's often overlooked. And I think something which, um, is, is beneficial because we often forget about it. 
Yeah, no, I really like that. Again, it was, a, you know, looking at crafting your message and obviously the uh, the exercise that Lisa Marie does with her clients and having them just sit and close their eyes and, and com- come out with these emotive words to describe kind of where they see their uh, their zone of genius, as, as Lisa Marie put it, and what they want to achieve and where they want to go. And just having those there and not worrying about connecting the dots in any way, shape or form, but just being able to kind of brain dump almost and get them out there and then kind of sift through it and see what really resonates and how those words make you feel. And that was something we did speak about, the emotive meaning of words, not just the dictionary definition of a word, but how words make you feel and what kind of emotions they can store within you and indeed your prospective clients or audience. I thought that was more important. That That's something I've never really considered, you know, what do, what do your clients or what do people think when they read, you know, your business title? Uh, and that's, that's interesting because, you know, that big grandiose wording may not actually make so much sense. So that, that, that was interesting, you know? Yeah. I mean, just cause it makes sense in terms of a, a grammatically and in a, a dictionary definition kind of a way, it doesn't speak to people. You don't want people thinking, oh yeah, dickhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, that's kind of it. Oh, another oh. That's, that's Whereas the, that's actually, the, the easy way to put it, yeah. Yeah, if there's something a little bit there, kind of, a little bit more compelling, I might think, oh, well, that's interesting. You yeah. know what I mean? And that that's that can be sometimes all you need to kick off an uh, you know uh, a connection with somebody that could turn into anything as such. So I like that. Yeah, and I mean, looking at it, then I kind of we we spoke to Lisa Maria. I was kind of go right. Well, we have our message. What do we do, and how in terms do we get out there? And you know, rather than just showing up and saying, "Okay, I know what my message is," and just blasting out, going, "Hi, my name's Phil. This is my message." That's not gonna work for you. So again, we spoke about getting into identifying Facebook groups, getting in, commenting, liking, sharing, and building relationships. And I really, really am impressed. Lisa Marie recognized this very early on that you need to build relationships. You're not trying to build so much a client base. You're building relations, relationships that you can then kind of transform into maybe a, a business relationship further down the line. So getting in and commenting and just being there to offer help and assistance to people. And then you can kind of gently drop in a few hooks to kind of say, well, this is actually what I do. And this is why I know what I'm saying. And, and obviously commenting or sharing from your Facebook business page, which is something Lisa Marie also said is a great way of kind of gently guiding people towards your Facebook page and your website so they can really discover what you're actually. Yeah. About. And the cynic is going to say, Oh, but I've heard that before, you know, that that's not, you know, groundbreaking or new. And, uh, there's a reason these know, things keep repeating themselves. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change. It's important. And, uh, and if that is you, I challenge you, well, when's the last time you actually, you know, posted and ran on a Facebook where you never truly engaged or you didn't actually truly give any real value as such. And then you're, you're posting something in your group and you're on the well, Why does nobody respond to me? This is like 90 people responded to that comment before mine. And I got like one like what's going on here. Um, and it, it's just, you know, the law of reciprocity, which you've, you speak about often, Phil. And yep. generally it comes down to, you just need to be a bit of a cool person. If you're a bit of a cool person, you know, the world will like you. Things will go your way. Um, if you're kind of just being selfish and kind of not, really doing things the right way well things will work out in a, in a different scenario so just stop being salesy that's that's how i put that down just be you like you would at any other social event where you're there in person you're not gonna walk up to somebody and go hey i'm phil from content.academy come to my website we've had this conversation unless before. you're not a cool person then you know don't don't be yourself you're not a cool person don't do it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean that's 
this is why it's so important that people seem to kind of go, oh, yeah, there's nothing new there. There's a reason it's not new. And there's a reason so many people are, are, are telling you to do this is because it works and it's important. So take the time to do it. Yeah, and, and, and I suppose rant over. Uh, rant over and I'll add one little piece onto that. And if you are networking, don't exchange business cards and walk away when you realize, oh, this person isn't a client. And in Facebook groups, same sort of thing. You realize, well, you know, just have that cool conversation. Just be a cool person. Yeah, they may not be a client, but someone they know could be a client for you and they may refer you on just because they're not the right fit doesn't mean that someone within their circle couldn't be a fit for you. Bear that in mind. Anyway, um, LinkedIn, Paul, I know you really enjoyed that LinkedIn discussion. You will be more active on LinkedIn, certainly, than I am. So uh, I'll let you explain to our audience what you thought works really well uh, for them to start implementing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I've been on LinkedIn a very, very long time. And I suppose part of the technology career kind of demands that in the corporate world, especially. Um, I would say starting to blog on Pulse is absolutely uh, something that people should be doing in, no matter you know what their business is uh, in an online space. It's a great way of giving people a flavor as to who you are as such. And you know, even if you've only got a side hustle going and you're still running like your full-time job, so your LinkedIn content could be split. Um, I dare say your your content that you publish is becoming more your kind of your CV and more what people will be attracted towards you for from a recruitment standpoint. But interestingly, that's also what we're seeing from, you know, um, a clients and services and a business point of view. So um, be careful. Don't post any nonsense because, you know, you could make yourself look a little silly. That's the same for all online platforms. Um, and, I mean, other than that, you're, with your, your in-mails, it kind of goes back to what we said before. You know, offer help, value to somebody. Don't be just going and asking for it. And, you know, that's like LinkedIn is what it is. I, would, I wouldn't treat it like Facebook. I wouldn't put anything too personal out there. Uh, and I would use those, you know, those milestones when they come along, be it, you know, work anniversaries, promotions, birthdays, whatever it is, use those as an opportunity to reach out to someone you haven't spoke to in a long time because, you know, if nothing else, you might even just get a little comment or have a little conversation and, and catch up with somebody. Uh, but at most, who knows, that could turn into a piece of business or, or anything else in between. So um, very nice platform. And the one thing I would say about the groups is you are limited to 50 groups, but um really maybe similar to i suppose what lisa marie was saying about facebook you kind of want to be in five or ten and active in those five or ten uh, and that can actually give you thousands of, of people looking at your content and you know realizing your expertise as you answer questions on topics within that group and that's probably a hidden gem within linkedin that i think is going to develop more and more over the next 12 to 18 months so you know keep an eye on that Excellent. So in 12 to 18 months time, Paul, we will play that back and prove you were right or wrong. Hey, there you hey. go. 20, that'll be what, 2018? Well, maybe? there you go. 2018, we will check back in and see was Paul indeed right on his predictions today. So that's it from us, guys. Thanks very much for listening to this show. Uh, as we said, everything that we have mentioned will be in the show notes page over on content.academy. If you want to reach out to us, you can catch us on Twitter at underscore content academy. Uh, and as ever, thanks very much for listening.